So, I am Yolanda Johnson of Beyond Measure LLC. Welcome to another segment of Can You See Me? Women, Leadership, and Race. Today, I have the pleasure of spending some good old QT quality time with Cordelia Gaffar. Um, Cordelia is an international best-selling author, uh-oh, world-class speaker, and the creator of The Body Soul Shift. Good afternoon, ma'am. Good afternoon. Such a beautiful rainy day it that is. we get to spend together. We got some good old uh, coffee and espresso and yes. all that good stuff, right? And um, I'm so happy to have you, Cordelia. Um, we are really connected, and I appreciate your presence here in my life, right? Um, talk to the people. How did Cordelia be, get, get to where Cordelia is now? Whatever you want to say. She starts with the easy questions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, our life is a journey. And I would say I took baby steps. Um, definitely for a lot of my life, I knew that I had a gift and something that I really wanted to share, but I didn't know what that was. So I went the proper route through, you know, university and all that. But in the end, what really brought it out of me was motherhood. So about 16 years ago, um, when after I had my second child, I suffered postpartum depression. And people may ask, like, postpartum depression isn't even diagnosable until the child's at least three months. So in my case, I had two miscarriages mm. prior to that pregnancy. So I had one child, two miscarriages. And in a case like that, it accelerates it. So that baby blues immediately after birth can definitely be identified as postpartum depression. Wow. And um, above and beyond that, there was weight on my body. And the weight, I've now come to find out as you know, I've been researching grief mm -hmm. and everything. It wasn't so much about what I was eating during the pregnancy as it was the emotions that I didn't release and the proper grieving process that I didn't allow to happen for the two miscarriages. Wow. That is, a, that is an actual form of inflammation in the body. So um, we can call it water weight, but it's really emotional weight. Emotional weight. We carry a lot of that, don't we? We do. Wow. So Cordelia, you had two miscarriages, right? And this has been a, a baby step journey for you um, to get to be an author and a speaker and a, an um a world-renowned speaker, actually, and um, and you get to impact folks in a space where um, there's a gap for us and there is a huge need for us to make sure we maintain not just this, right? Because all of this could look good <laughs> and, and everything, but you get to speak, you like to speak to the soul and to the body and to the mind. How do you do that? And tell the folks that how many children you actually have. So I went on to have four more. So that's a total of six okay. children that I have. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And mm -hmm. yeah, so the, and it's because of them, 
right? Mm -hmm. Just like it was because of the experience with my second live birth, mm -hmm. it's because um, I want to be a good role model and, you know, I, I have children, right? But they're a gift. And the other part of that is I have a responsibility <clears throat> to um, make them positive contributions to society. Right. So that's what it's all about. So mm -hmm. the way that looks is when my sixth child was one, I finally wrote that book, the first book. <laughs> Did you? Is that when you wrote your first book? You had a one-year-old. Yes. Wow, how was that? Nursing one-year-old. Well, it was quite easy, I would actually say, because... Um, uh, during the pregnancy of my fifth child, I had started a blog. Mm -hmm. So the blog had been going for five years, actually, right? So um, I had a lot of content. It was just a matter of organizing it and maybe adding a few things um, because I had started working with women, I guess, on, on my daughter's first birthday. So for six months, you know, I was working for women and I kind of, um, incorporated some of the things that were important to them. Wow. Yeah. How did you connect to these women? The the first group of women that you met, or that you started working with, how did you connect to them? Because people need to know how these things get started and you just don't show up to be in Cordelia Gaffar, right? <laughs> um, how did you connect to those women? What did you have to do? So I first sought um, a community of women who were also trying to start businesses or do something with their gift. And so we were in that first mastermind together, right? We were. And uh, Mia, Mia Redrick. Yes. Shout out to Mia. Yeah, shout yes. out to Mia yes. for putting us together. Putting us together. Mm -hmm. And um, so one of my first clients was from there, Celeste. Okay. And then um, that got me so pumped up that I started, you know, talk, we always go first to our friends and family, but I talked to some of the women that I had met over the years, you okay. know, obviously as I'm having children and, you know, gaining weight, losing weight, not being crazy, mm -hmm. still looking stunning. You still right? look stunning. <laughs> yes, she does. Can't be mistaken for a 25-year-old. Oh my gosh. Oh, uh-oh. Yeah. And it's not good. married yet. I was like, whoa, slam breaks there. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, so I actually went to some of those women and like, oh, you know, you had told me to put all that information about how I lost weight or whatever I do in a book. I wrote a book now. And, you know, out of all the women over those, you know, 10 or 15 years or whatever, you know, like two or three of them were interested. And um, so I work with them. And um, yeah, I, I just really grassroots, I would say. Mm -hmm. Grassroots, I like that. And one of the things that um, we learned a lot in Mia's coaching mastermind program is building systems, yes. right? And um, a lot of times, because we have support systems and systems in place, we make assumptions that other women can do what we do, right? Yeah. And sometimes we have to be mindful of the fact that not everyone has the support in the systems that we have, right? Um, you have been able to do this with six children. Six children, you travel around, you speak, you are an excellent mom in the midst of all of that, right? You are an author. You're not just an author, you're a requested author for other uh, platforms and things of that nature. You're a requested speaker. What are some of your systems that you can share um, that help you be able to do what you do on a daily basis? 
Okay, so just to clarify your question, are you asking like how do I function on a daily basis? Is that one part of it? And then the other part of it is how do I get, uh, how do I track these um, platforms to me? So why don't you do both? Okay. I like that. Why don't you do both? How do you maintain on a daily basis to do what you do? And then talk about the platforms, the systems that you have created that invites other women in. Okay. I like that. Okay. So first of all, the way I function on a daily basis is I actually use my own program. <laughs> <laughs> so you may need to talk about what that program is first, right? <laughs> so the, the body soul shift is really, um, it's a five step process. I drop into my heart and my body every day. And I do that with a simple movement workout slash, um, you know, I, obviously I'm Muslim, so I pray every day so that is the heart part right you have okay. to have some kind of spiritual practice whatever you do um and um that sets the tone for acceptance which is the second part right acknowledging that my emotions are real and they have a purpose and they have a power mm -hmm. um and when when they come you listen to them Listen. Um, and then from that, step three is sweet talk. You've probably heard sweet me talk. everywhere talk about that, sweet talk. That's your thing right that's there, sweet thing. talk. Every time I hear anything about sweet talk or anything, I think of Cordelia. Yeah, yeah. so that's just the language that emerges, you know, mm -hmm. when you um, value the power of your existence over wow. everything else. Mm -hmm. And then you just start to radiate, which is step four. And then, and step five is you just flow into your ultimate purpose. So every day and every moment, I'm mindful of where I am in that day and that moment. And whatever just happened, it's done. It's done. And whatever's going to happen, I'm not there yet. <laughs> so those are five simple steps yeah. that it doesn't take money to do. It doesn't take a whole bunch of energy to do, right? To get up in the morning. To pray. That's that's your one thing, your heart, is to work with your heart. Two, to basically listen to your emotions. Can you talk a little bit more about how you listen to your emotions? What do you do to do that? So it's it's really a, a thing where, where uh, how am I feeling today? And, um, you know, like yesterday, I was having a mental day. Yeah. And I, I wasn't feeling good. And I, I just, yeah, I just sat in that. And I was like, okay, what's the history of this? Mm -hmm. You don't just wake up sad. Yeah, yeah. It's an accumulation, right? Mm -hmm. It happened over days or weeks or something you were ignoring. That's so true. Right? Yeah. And so just give it some, give it some time, mm -hmm. you know? Give it five minutes. You're never in such a hurry that you can't have space for yourself. Right. Because guess what? You're giving space to everybody all day Isn't that long. Yeah. Right? Especially for me. Mm -hmm. And I co-sleep with my baby girls. That okay. means they sleep in the same bed with me. Yeah. So as soon as they wake up, it's on. <laughs> it's on. Yeah, absolutely. Because you got to go with their flow. Yes. Yeah. Right. Because um, for me, um, I, and you're not even kidding, I, I like feel their emotions. So when they wake up, I want to be present with that, yeah. you know, because female children are born powerful. 
Mm. And you have to honor that and you have to give that its due. Otherwise, you got women that shut it down their whole life and you don't want to be the mother of that child. You don't want to, you don't want to be shut down, right? You don't want to be the oppressor because Mm -hmm. that's what we do sometimes is right. So I don't want to oppress them. So I have to be like, Oh, I'm sad today. What's up? Let's sort that out and see how we can. It's not going to be done in five minutes. No, it's a process, right? right. So how am I going to um, monitor that and manage that throughout Mm -hmm. my day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. I yeah. like that, especially as a mother of a daughter, of a grown daughter, um, who, you know, when your children get older, it becomes this transition of, um, I'm still a mother, right? But learning how to mother them in a different way, right? Because my role has changed in their life. Um, I'm not so much the decision maker as I am more of the consultant, right? And I've I've had to accept that. I've had to accept that. So I like the fact of not being that oppressor, not just for my daughter, but also for my son as well, because sometimes we can be so overbearing and it's our own stuff. So understanding how we're feeling that day so that we don't put that on them. Um, that's really huge and that's always a process, right? That's always a process because they all need something different from you. I love that. Um, and then you went in to talk about having that sweet talk and then radiating that and then that flow, just kind of flowing through life and flowing through that good energy. You do that so well, Cordelia. One of the things that really attracted me to you, um, is the fact that, um, let me back up a little bit. I don't know if you saw my post the other day that I said I was encouraging folks to be careful with their platform, mm-hmm. right? Be careful with your platform. Be gentle with your platform and be mindful of that. You do that so well. You really do. Thank you. You do that so well. You're very careful with your platform. You're very um, thoughtful and discerning with your platform and how you connect to people and how you make people feel. That's really important. Talk about um, any type of, um, what has this journey been like for you as a Muslim woman on the platform that you have? What has that journey been like? It's actually been a learning and a better understanding of my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, because I would have to say in that first year I kept it close, right? I was like just reaching out to Muslims except for I was in Mia's group so I got to hang out with like non-Muslims and I was like they're not going to accept me because, you know, and I that was me in my head. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, that's where the sweet talk concept really emerged in my second year mm-hmm. um, because I was like, wait a minute, if I'm helping women and mindset is a really important piece, then why am I telling myself these stories? Right. Right. Because we tell ourselves a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, yeah. Is it true? Most of it is not true. It's Most not. of it is not. Yeah. So mm-hmm. then I, um, I really focused on that sweet talk piece. And I, when I say it, it's usually a reminder for me first. And the interesting thing about it is I didn't answer the part two of your last question. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to incorporate it here. Please. Is that once I started valuing the beauty of the fact that I'm a Muslim woman and I chose to be Muslim and the beauty of what Islam is and what it means to me, Mm -hmm. I started to radiate 
and pull in the stuff that I really desired. Wow. And um, so now, you know, you may think you travel by yourself without your husband to the other side of the world. Yes, I do. And I make friends along the way. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of friends. Oh, my. And um, in fact, one of the... Um, one of the book projects that I was called for was because she said it's called um, America's Leading Ladies, okay? And she was looking for a Muslim woman and she looked in her you know, contacts and she was like, well, I know some really successful Muslim women, but I want someone who wears a hijab, you yeah. know? Yeah. And a lot Probably. Of, yeah, probably. Probably. Mm -hmm. And so... And your red lipstick now. Yes. So we can't leave that out because you, you get the hijab right and then you get that lipstick tight. I love that. Yes. <laughs> I love it. And you still giggle. Like, I yeah, love that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, okay. and, mm -hmm. and so, and that's part of the radiate is playing, right? Because mm -hmm. we forget when we're adults, we feel like we can't play anymore. Yeah. And then we don't enjoy life and we wonder why. Yeah. So... She approached me because she f somehow came across, you must know the picture with me in the pink, beautiful Absolutely. hijab. It was so beautiful. It was such a beautiful, sunny day. It was a great capture, right? Yeah. And the least expensive headshot I've ever gotten, actually. Wow. <laughs> Aren't those the best ones? I yes. love it. So um, she approached me and she's like, you know, I found one of your articles. This was like an article I wrote, like maybe in the beginning of my business. So it was like really the core of my value system. And this beautiful picture. She says, I need you to be in my book. And she says, before you say no, let me tell you who else is in the book. Yeah. And I thought it was a prank call. You thought it was a prank? I sure did. <laughs> I, I was like, is she serious? So who's in the book is Malika um, Chopra, Deepak Chopra's daughter, mm -hmm. the CEO of IBM, and Oprah Winfrey. Uh-huh. And Cordelia Gaffar. And Cordelia Gaffar. And I was like, okay. So she's like, yeah, you know, you may need a day or two to think about it, but if you don't come up with an answer, you know, quickly, then I'm going to have to see if I can find somebody else or if you could refer me to someone. Yes. And so I thought about that and I was like, you know, you know, Halima... To Oliviera, mm -hmm. I was thinking maybe I'll just refer to her because she people already know her. Because it's not for you, of right. course not. She doesn't really <laughs> want you. You don't really belong there. Stories, right, right. And then when I sat with it, guess who came up? Sweet talk. I was like, of course this is for me. Wow, and you know that's what can you see me? Women leadership and race is all about. I really wanted to provide a platform to women who. How do I explain this? A lot of times we don't see ourselves as uh, because we don't see ourselves as the Oprahs or the Deepaks or whatever because we don't have that platform. But what we have to realize is that the platform that we do have is just as important and just as valuable. I want you to talk about um, as briefly as you can. When I met you two years ago. I just assumed that you would be fine with speaking in public and being on the panel at my first event. Yes, <laughs> you were. Um, 
because I already saw that in you. Talk about that experience, uh, the experience that you had and where you are today from where you were then. Yeah. So there was a devil in the red dress there. <laughs> no, she wasn't a devil. But, yeah. you know, um, I thought, too, that, yeah, of course, this is perfect. And, you know, Yolanda has a solid platform. I went there and I had it together. I had my talking points, but I didn't have notes. And there was this woman on the panel, and she had, like, so many letters behind her name. And beautiful red dress and well-spoken and notes. And I was like, oh. She's humble, too. She's a very humble I know. person. She's a beautiful person. Uh, Dr. Sherry Tufour. <laughs> that, that's who that yeah. was. Dr. Sherry Tufour. We're, we're going to get her on the show. Yeah, yeah you ahead. should. I will. And, and, you know, she spoke before me, and I just almost but choked. I was like, I don't have anything to offer. You were going to shrink. I, yes, mm -hmm. I really was. But then I tried to pull it together. And I think I did a twirl, right? That's what my thing. I always try to you, you movement. Twirl. Yeah, you, you twirl. that's what this body social Actually, thing that from. first event, we started it with movement. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, so I got up and I said, you know, and I'm uh, a mom of six. And, and that's what kind of pulled my mind back together. But then after that, one of the attendees there Believe it or not, I, I was in shock. She was like, oh, I'm having an event next month. Can you speak? And I was like, yeah. Yes. I, I'm like, look, I rocked it. So I'm going to, yes, you know, you I'm going to actually be like a speaker at another conference the next month. And I went there and I had tech difficulties. And, you know, I didn't know what to do because I had spent so much time on my slides. Yes. Right? Because yeah. it's all about the slides. It's not about what you have to say. Yeah. And um, that threw me. But yeah. then I think, what was it, about 10 minutes? I was speaking for 20 minutes because I have the video. Yeah, and I was there. <laughs> and you were there. And I completely forgot that, that you had tech difficulties. Did you? Yeah, I thought so, it was really good. You thought it was really good? I thought it was I really good. I sucked. I saw you coming into <laughs> really? who Cordelia is. Aww. Yeah, absolutely. I thought you were wonderful. Um, you, there was something very valuable and what you just said is that Dr. Tufor spoke. You were about to shrink, but then you twirled into that moment. Yeah. Right? You were able to get into that moment because you started to release yourself mm -hmm. from the previous person or release yourself from Dr. Tufor's yeah. platform yeah. and her gift. And you connect it to your own story and your own gift. Yes. Isn't that so powerful for us as women? How we have to disconnect ourselves from someone else's platform yes. and realize that our value is right here in the gifts that God gave us, yes. right? Um, as we wrap up, I want you to talk about what's next for Cordelia Gaffar. My pastor says something last week that was so huge to me. And uh, you see my vision board right there. I've been working on a new one for the past few weeks and, and all of that. And I work with a brand strategist to figure out what my goals are for my business and my brand for, for next year um, and my own personal and life goals and things of that nature. But he said something that was so profound is that I'm going on record. Hmm. I'm going on record that I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm, this is going to happen so that there's a vision there because then you write it, you put it out into the atmosphere. It's gonna happen. What will you go on record 
and say today, like, what's next for you? It doesn't have to be in 2019. It doesn't have to be attached for to a date. I want to know, where do you see Cordelia Gaffar going? Hmm. Well. You're um, going on record now. Be I'm, careful. No, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. So this time, last December, I, I went to an event called I Manifest. And this year, I'm speaking at it. So my whole next year is going to be like that, actually. I um, am speaking at in two retreats and um, a conference, and I'm going to have my own live event. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. This is wonderful. <laughs> Thank is you. there anything else that you'd like to share? Or did we share it all? Anything else that you'd like to say to the people? I would like to invite you to have your own body soul shift. I have an, an actual website where you can download the, the quiz, the body soul shift. It's, and, um, and look at how you are treating yourself so that you can allow yourself to flow into your ultimate purpose. Wow, there you have it. Cordelia Gaffar, international best-selling author, world-class speaker, and creator of the body soul shift. Thank you for being here. Thank Have you. a good day. Bye.